All right. Guys, we have, the food is, is basically here, but before we eat, we're going to do one, um, we're going to do one thing. And so can, let me get your attention. Uh, we have a very important um, conversation. So a lot of you know about what has been happening uh, this week. You've received communication about what's happening in Malawi. Uh, Katie's going to come and share a little bit about that, and then I'll also share. And we plan on today uh, receiving an offering. Um, so we are going to do that. We'll, we'll take care of that first, and then we will uh, give people time to go get your food, and then we'll come back, and we want to have a conversation. So I want you to be thinking, um, well, I'll give that instruction after we're done with Malawi. Just remind me to give an instruction on what people should be thinking about whenever they're getting their food. Katie, why don't you come up here? All right, let's give Katie our attention. Thank you. How much do you want me to share? Share what's going on. Okay. Um, so if you are unaware, there is pretty severe flooding going on in Malawi right now. Oh, Malawi, Mozambique, that area. Um, <clears throat> there's a cyclone, Cyclone Anna, that's causing severe flooding. Floods are, like, pretty common there. Um, but in our communication with them, they have let us know that this is significantly more severe than it has been in recent years. Um, so there are hundreds of thousands of people who are displaced because their homes are either completely flooded or because they've had, like, at this point, maybe 10 days straight of rain. Like, walls are falling in, et cetera, et cetera. Um, our friend Lastin, who Ben and Jesse and Mike and I stayed with, was messaging me the other night that, you know, he's staying up in the middle of the night because he's having his son sleep on his lap because walls are falling in on children while they're sleeping. And it's, like, it's just, like, a very... I share that to share, like, the gravity of the situation. Um, he's safe. Of course, he sends that message, and then he immediately says, but he is safe, so God is good. I was like, wow. <laughs> okay, yeah, your house is falling down around you, and God is good. That's, I was thinking about that as Jared was singing this morning, like, even in the flood and the fire. And I've always thought of that as, like, a very uh, symbolic thing when we've sung that song before. And today I was like, oh, man. That's like in the literal flood and the fire, we will worship you. Um, and to hear that heart from Lastin and from Dixon, who is the head of Farming God's Way in Malawi, um, has just been really beautiful. So there is a very remote village called Fleti that AOX has kind of adopted after we went there. Um, and they have 75 farmers who are committed with Farming God's Way. Um, and they all need food as well as seed for them to plant in the spring. That's all been ruined in the floods. Um, so Dixon has asked that we provide the finances for each of those 75 farmers to get one bag of maize flour, which will provide them with immediate food, and then one bag of maize seed and one bag of maize, or vegetable seed um, to plant in the spring. So that cost is... $33 just for the bags of food and seed, and then there's some, like, transportation costs and stuff. So, altogether, it's $2,600. Um, I think we have in, or committed, like, what, over, we're over halfway there. Um, and then we also, once we hear back from Lastin on the costs of helping uh, build his house back up, we would like to send him some money. He's currently moved up to the city, it sounded like, in an and is renting an apartment until he can get his house fixed. But he communicated to me, like, the sooner he can get the damage repaired, the less damage there will be to repair because it will be able to, like, withstand the, 
there's more rain coming, and I'll be able to withstand that. So, is that good? Thank you, Katie. Um, let me give you a, a little bit of uh, additional context uh, about this thing. So you just heard Katie say hundreds of thousands of people are displaced, um, and yet we're looking at 75. So what, what, what's directing our attention toward the 75? Um, some of you don't know, but Jesse spent uh, quite a bit of time after college in, in Malawi and just, you know, considered being there for a long time. She helped train pastors. She worked in this village of Faleti. And so um, I think it was the first team that we sent out internationally of Ben and Mike and Jesse and Katie uh, went to Malawi and were able to go there. Jesse took time to research. We were praying. Um, how many of you know that Jesus said, uh, the poor will always be with you, right? That's not a threat, right? He wasn't saying that as a threat. He wasn't saying that uh, in a way that would, would uh, make us afraid of, of helping. But it's always been our heart to do more than just meet a physical need. I think that the, the scriptures teach us, specifically in James, that if, if we have something that we can do and we see a brother in need, um, it's not enough to say, uh, oh, I'm sorry, you're cold, be warm. You give them your coat. And so there are good ways, and uh, we can say there are bad ways. That you, can, you can help if you have an, a motive to, you know, lord it over someone. And there's definitely things we learn about the, way, the best ways to help, but it has always been our prayer that this village, if you look back at the painting back on the back wall, that was a gift from people in that village. And it hangs there, not just because we need some color. It hangs there as a reminder to us. I believe, I wish Jesse was here because she would know exactly, but I believe the first, after that first year, whenever we, we went and we found Dixon and we found this thing called Farming God's Way. And Jesse was so excited and we had calls, we had, had, had video calls before they went um, to, to hear about what Farming God's Way was and this idea of seeing um, agricultural training based on like kingdom principles and discipleship. And so we wanted to invest. I think the first year there was between 12 and 15 people that we invested in. And then there was 24. And then there was 40. And there's a list of farmers' names back on that wall. There's pictures of this village. These are, this is not just a faraway place. These are real people. And these are people that God sovereignly has allowed us to be connected to. And so the fact that that number has gone from 12 to 15 to 75 in these last years, what, what year did you guys go? 2015. So in the last seven years, that, that thing has multiplied over and over again. And the, and the vision that we had as we prayed about the village of Filetti, we prayed that one day Filetti would become a hub. One day Filetti would be a place that uh, spiritual and physical resources would flow out, out of. We believe that if, if, if this village could receive this training, they could begin to uh, have enough for themselves and also to send out. And so we're still praying in that. Jesse and I had an opportunity to meet with Dixon um, back earlier in 2021. And Jesse had been praying. I'd been praying. And we didn't, we didn't want to just continue just to provide seed and food. Uh, we've done this uh, either at the end of the year or, the, or January for the last several years. Um, every year we take an offering and we send. Um, but we wanted to go beyond that. And so I was at Benjamin and Mercy's wedding. And I found out that Mercy's grandfather started... Farming God's way. Isn't that crazy? And I got to meet Mercy's grandfather. And we took a picture, and I sent it to Dixon. 
And Dixon's like, oh, you're with him. And Mercy's grandfather has actually been on the ground. And Jesse and I have been wondering, like, there's a pump that they can, they can use, a treadle pump that they can use, and it kind of takes the water that's laying around, and, you know, oh, maybe we could buy that for them. And he was able to tell me, like, hey, if you're going to make that kind of investment, you could spend a little bit more and actually give them a well that would provide drinking water. But the thing that's been in our heart is, what would it look like for one of these farmers? What would it look like for us to find some other people who would come alongside of us and actually pay for that? farmer to go and do an internship with Dixon, because right now Dixon comes, it's a, it's a far drive from Blantyre, where Dixon is based, to Filetti. You cannot find Filetti on a map. If you do, let me know. It's such a tiny little remote place. It's, it's people that could easily be forgotten, and I assure you that right now in these floods, many people will lose their lives, but God has given us an opportunity to be connected to one little village right now. Can we be faithful with that village? The vision that we have, what we asked Dixon to pray about, was what if we could find someone who would go and apprentice with him, go back with him and learn, maybe for six months or for a year. Instead of Dixon coming three or four times a year to help, we would have somebody on the ground in Filetti that would, would, would know what to do whenever rains come, would know what to do whenever they spot. Like, there's been years we've seen, like, worms come. It's like every biblical plague that we can read about in Scripture, these people have gone through. And we can go to the grocery store and easily buy groceries. But, but the message we got last Sunday was the, the situation is, is bleak. It's desperate. And so we are inviting our church family, to step forward. We would really love if we could finish that $2,600 offering today. That would be my, my greatest desire is we could do that. And then we have other people that we know, people that used to be here before they were sent out have uh, participated in sending Ben and Jesse and Katie and Mike and the, and the resources they took with them. There are other churches in the area that uh, one of the people that I work with at, at work, um, they are also, their church is really focused on Malawi, and they're planning on taking a trip to Malawi um, coming up this summer. Um, but we have a need right now. And I want to ask us, we, you know, learning what it means to give together is something our church needs to grow in. There have been times that we've done, I'm so blessed by the generosity of people in this church, but I think... Because of the way we do things, sometimes it's kind of like everybody gives on their own to whatever they want. And I don't think that's necessarily wrong, but there's something beautiful in the scriptures and understanding. When then Paul is writing letters to the Philippians, he's writing to a church that's gathered together there. And the power of coming together and giving collectively is if all you have, I remember one time David Wade gave a dollar and 18 cents. We first, our, our first, uh, when we felt like God had put it in our hearts to buy this building as a prayer and mission space, as a hub, all David had was $1.18. Cody also had 75 cents one time that he gave to it. It took us a year to pay off the hub, and by the end of that time, David had given almost more than anybody else because he kept giving $10 this week and $20 this week. But he took his little bit, and he added it with people who could write checks with more zeros. And if you honor the, the thing that you can do and join what you can do with what somebody else can do, we'll watch God multiply. How many of you know the people of Malawi need more than we can, we, we can offer? But there's something about us giving him the loaves and the fishes that we have in our hands. And so I, wanna, I want us to take a moment and pray. Yes, Katie. Yeah.
Um, I just want to share that, like, I know I personally, when Brad told me the number, was like, I wish I could give a lot of money to this, but I don't have a lot of money to give. Um, and I just want to encourage those of you who are in that place to think creatively about how you can multiply what you have. Um, I wound up realizing, like, you know what? I, I don't have a lot I can give, but I do know a lot of people who love Jesus who follow me on Instagram, and I can share about this on Instagram. And I have seen people who I have never met in my entire life messaging me saying, like, like <laughs> I have a friend who I've met once who's Muslim who messaged me and was like, I want to give. Can I give to your church to send money to Malawi? And I'm like, how is my Muslim friend being like moved by this, being moved by the Lord to give to Malawi? That's incredible. Um, and just realizing like, all right, I cannot personally give a lot monetarily. However, I have influence in other areas and I can ask other people to give. Um, and being able to like have people Venmo me and then me Venmo AOX repeatedly over and over is like, just been so beautiful and so encouraging and then hearing from those people like thank you so much for sharing this opportunity got a message from a lady last night who was like this kick-started my desire to like go back to church um and I feel like the Lord is just doing something more in the, like in this act of giving towards Malawi and bringing Malawi kind of back up in our minds and in our hearts I feel like he's doing a lot more than just providing food so amen yes Abigail And they needed money for their school, and they needed, like, $240 for um, school supplies for the whole year for all of the kids in this home. And I was just like, I don't have <laughs> that much money that I can just, like, give kind of in the same place. But I was like, oh, I can paint cards. And so, like, I was able to, like, sell cards that I made. Like, it wasn't necessarily, like, super-duper, like, oh, I'm doing this since holy. Like, no, it was kind of hard. <laughs> but, like... It was able to, like, raise over a third of what we needed. Um, so, like, even if it's, like, sacrificing your time, like, you don't need to just, like, oh, like, money is the only way I can do things. Like, you can, like, be able to, like, pray and ask Jesus, like, what are the things that you've given me that I can give back to you in a way that I can try to help? So I believe this is now the longest offering in the history of AOX. <laughs> but we have a lot to make up for, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, we're going to pray, and I'm going to tell you how you can give. Um, two, two scriptures from the Minor Prophets. Ready? Habakkuk 2, verse, or excuse me, Habakkuk 1, verse 5. Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astonished, for I will do a work in your days. Do we believe that the songs that we were singing this morning, it's so beautiful to come into a nice building like this. Look at all that food back there. Right? and sing about what's going to happen in the nations and sing about him being worthy of it all. But do we believe that God can take the little loaves and fishes we have and multiply and make an impact? Do we believe that? Do we believe that he wants to do a work in the nations? I do. I really, really do. And that leads to just a few pages later in the book of Haggai. You've heard me say this before, but this is we're going to pray into this. Um, Haggai 2, verse 6, it says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, 
in just a little while. I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations so that they come to the desire of the nations. Right now, there are nations that are shaking. It is not our goal to stop the shaking. It is our goal to cooperate with God in serving people and loving people so we can cooperate with God so they'll see Jesus. Mozambique, which is just a short distance from the village of Fleti, Mozambique has had one of the, historically, one of the most outrageous uh, waves of church planning as in, 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 in missions history. And many of you have heard the stories of Heidi and Roland Baker, but what happened was they were there and they had nothing. And then monsoons came. And somehow, in the midst of their faithfulness with this, the little bit that they had, they became a distribution center. And UNICEF started dropping off truckloads of food, and thousands of people would come and stand in line for hours. And while they were there, they would preach the gospel. And then they would not only preach the gospel and they'd come back, they would start discipling them, and they planted churches, and thousands of churches were planted in just a few months. Even in the wake of this tragedy that's happening right now where people's lives are on the line, God wants to come and move, right? And we are inviting us to flow into it. So here's what's going to happen. We are praying, and we'll let you know, but we are praying today that we can meet that initial goal of $2,600. That $2,600 goal will allow us to have the food and the seed delivered um, and all the labor that we'll take to get that food loaded onto the truck, driven, and unloaded on the truck. Okay, so that's that's first thing. Um, after that, we have some specific relationships, like um, the ones that Katie was talking about, that we're just going to check and make sure if there's anything that we can do. So if more comes in than $2,600, that will be our next step just to find out if there's anything we can do. But I talked with Jesse this week. Um, you know, I'm really praying that this is an opportunity for us to call people beyond just the ones in this room. And let's move from just meeting a need to seeing the seeds of the gospel and the seeds of hope multiply. It is our hope. I, I talked to Mercy, and she said that um, she and Benjamin may go sit with um, her grandmother so that her grandfather can come and share with us. It's like he's a hero in, in our house, and we didn't even know that we knew him yet, right? So it was, it's really awesome. If you want to give, you can give cash or check in an offering today. Just put, if you have a check, you can put it for Malawi. Somebody left an envelope with money in it this weekend. That's beautiful. If you want to give online, um, I will get you a link. We were in the midst of, we were hoping this weekend to transition uh, to a new giving platform that will be easier for people. Uh, we've not gotten that done with everything else that's been happening. Uh, but we will, I will give you the link that you can give if you want to give online, or you can cash app and just put Malawi, okay? Can we pray? And then we will eat, okay? So I want to bless the food as we pray for God to raise this offering, Okay? So, God, I pray that there would be no pressure, no manipulation, but I do ask, Holy Spirit, that this would be a place of stretching and growing for us as a church family. I had a picture on Friday whenever we were getting ready to start this weekend, and it was a picture of a pregnant belly with stretch marks. And I just believe this is an opportunity for us right now to trust God. So, God, I pray that for every person who is excited to give and they just can't wait to figure out what that amount is, God, I thank you for that. God, I pray for every person that feels stressed because they don't feel like they can give anything. I thank you, God, that your scripture teaches us, your word teaches us, 
that you love it when our hearts are cheerful and hilarious and giving. And so, God, I pray for the people who may feel like they're not supposed to give anything. I pray that they would be um, just released in that. But, God, I pray for the person who has the quarter or the 20 or the 2,000. I pray that whatever gift is given, that would be done with a sense of joy. God, that we would have an outrageous joy because we're believing you for harvest. Now, God, as we think about this food, this meal that we'll share together, the conversations we'll have, we, we recognize it's not by our own merit that we have abundance. It's, it's because of you. God, I pray that you would cause us to be good stewards of what we have. And as we share this meal, we remember you, Jesus. We remember you as the founder of our feast. We remember your body and we remember your blood. Remember that you are the water of life. So bless this food. Thank you for the part that says kill and eat. And we now stand and we go and do your word. In Jesus' name, amen.